Hello, and welcome back to the Around the Green podcast, the podcast about all things FC Motown. FC Motown is an amateur soccer team based in Morristown, New Jersey. I'm your host, Charlie Brooks. It's been a long time without any new episodes, but today I have a very special episode for you, the listeners, as the Motown fall season is officially done. To celebrate getting to the end of the fall, I will recap the Motown U23 season, and in this podcast you will hear some interviews with players and one of the Motown co-owners. You will not want to miss any of the information dropped, as there is a lot of news to share in interviews in this podcast. But first, let's recap the Motown U23 season. And the Motown U23 season was a season that started after an open tryout and ended in near perfection for a new group of FC Motown players. Most of the squad did come from D3 schools, as well as some D1, and all of the talent was from New Jersey. In a time with so much uncertainty due to COVID, it was very nice to have a new group of players and faces to meet for the fans at FC Motown. The new squad competed in the Fall EDP 23 Under League, competing in the Men's Central Red Division, as well as competing in some pretty big friendlies across New Jersey, including against some of the top programs in the country like Red Bulls and PDA. But first, let's focus on that EDP season for Motown. The season started September 20th as Motown scored an added time winner against Drew in their first game in competitive play by a score of 3-2. That would be the start of a six-game win streak uninterrupted in the EDP, including wins over Ironbound, Vistula, NJ Copa, Princeton Elite, and a crossover Divisional 5-0 win over Sporting New Jersey. Unfortunately, some bumps were hit afterwards, as three straight games were canceled for the U23s, including two matchups against divisional opponent Matchfit Academy. One of those was supposed to be a crossover division game, but Motown did end up having a crossover division game added against STA. That game was originally supposed to be an EDP play game. But when Motown did return to EDP play, the season win streak continued with a win over Cedar Stars Newark, before their big matchup against high school powerhouse St. Benedict's to end the season, Motown won that game 2-1. Motown won the men's Central Red Division with 21 points out of 7 games, 8 points above second place finisher Cedar Stars. Motown was 7-0 in divisional play, with 21 goals scored and only 6 conceded. Let's shift now to the friendlies slate for Motown U23 as they played Red Bulls U17, STA, and PDA in their big three games. Motown went 2-1 in those games, including a 4-3 win over Red Bulls U17 and a 3-2 win over STA. The only blemish on the fall schedule for the U23s was a 2-1 loss against PDA in a game Motown easily could have taken a draw from. A great performance, even though... It was a loss. Motown did end the fall this past weekend as they drew 1-1 against a solid Jackson Lions team that also went undefeated in their group. Motown also had a lot of wins over some adult teams during the fall in scrimmages, 
overall just a great fall schedule and a lot of wins came for Motown. Let's jump right into our player interviews. As I mentioned, first up, it is going to be Motown goalie Greg Irwin. And now I'm joined by Motown U23 goalie Greg Irwin. So, Greg, just introduce yourself a little bit and tell us how you got involved with FC Motown. All right. Yeah, my name, as uh, Charlie alluded to, my name is Gregory Irwin. I was the goalkeeper um, with Motown for um, this this fall with their 23 side and their first team. Um, you know, as as we were coming out of the COVID lockdown, I was I was really looking for for a club in, in July. Um and, you know, I, I reached out to a few friends that had played with the club before, and I was happy to, that they can get me in touch with uh, our goalkeeper coach, uh, Dave Bakarik. And, you know, it was I, I came to one session in the beginning. I, I really gave it my all. And from there on, you know, Dave, Dan, Scott, and the rest of the coaching staff were, you know, really gracious to continue letting me come, come to training. Um, and it definitely paid off in the long run. So now kind of shifting towards the Motown U23 team, obviously a lot of the team was picked from open tryout, but you were one of the players who had been with Motown, so you jumped into the U23 team. Uh, what were your thoughts after the first practice with the team? Um, you know, I was, um, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, – well, of Alan and the owners uh, as well, that we were we were not expecting it to be as, as much of a success as it was going to be. But you know, Alan was was very upfront with me, and he said, "Listen, like wins and losses are going to be a dime a dozen, but you know, it's all about getting a culture going." Um, and I was completely on board with that. I was going to come into training, um, you know, absolutely wanted to get the best out of it. I was hoping to get myself to the next level and knew that, you know, when my opportunity came, I had to be ready for it. And I, I, you know, looking back on it now, I think it really translated well. And that's the reason why we had such a successful fall. And the goalkeeper situation, for those who don't know, is mostly 45 minutes, 45 minutes between you and Grant Kelly. What that mean for you to kind of have that second goalie who's there and you were pushing each other basically this whole fall it was it was good it was really important I think from a training perspective um it was it was important because you know you always want someone else there pushing you along it's incredibly difficult to you know work at at a high level when no one else is there um and it just held you accountable um great was an grant was an incredible uh incredible person to work alongside and he brought a really good atmosphere and really good positivity to the group on the whole, beyond just our little keeper union. And now, talking about the season as a whole again, what was your favorite moment with this U23 team? There were some pretty big wins, but there was also just a lot of camaraderie within the team. Yeah, for for me, I think the highlight, the highest moment um, was probably that we had the double weekend where we had Vistula on on a, I think it was like a Saturday night, and then NJ Cope, and uh, FC Copa on the early Sunday morning. Um, we unfortunately went down to, to 10 men um, pretty early on in the game against Copa. And there was just a lot of resiliency from that group. I thought it was, it was one of the better games we played all fall. And even with 10 men, we were, we were all over that team. And, you know, guys came off the bench and really, um, really did their best. And for me, that was definitely a, a high moment from this group. Um, 
that sticks out. And now I'll I'll shift a little bit back towards you at the the end of this quick interview. So for those who obviously follow FC Motown, you you got a lot of tweets on the first team side and the U23 side. You became the first team goalkeeper about midway through the fall and you were playing basically every single game for FC Motown. How tough was it basically playing two to three games a week and playing with the U23s and then that weekend playing with the first team and then being right back with the U23s? Um, you know, it was it, it's tough going between, um, you know, the 23s to the first team. Again, just for the, the general thing, it's definitely a step up in level. You know, you're playing um, you're playing guys post post college careers that are, you know, see the game a bit better. Um, tackles are definitely a bit harder. So that was definitely a, a bit of a struggle and it was adjustment. You know, I, I was lucky enough to do well really well the first game I was in and, and the second game. And then my level really started to, to step up big time as we got into bigger matches. Um, and as we got into that part of the season, it was really about managing my body. Um, as soon as I, as I got that opportunity to step up with the, with the first team, I, I had taken a pretty bad knock in a 23s game. And <laughs> I was definitely, uh, I was definitely sore and, you know, at times in a, in a lot of discomfort and pain, but um, I knew the opportunity was in front of me and I really didn't want to, want to pass it up at all. So I was very eager to step in for all the first team games and be there for the 23s when they needed me as well. And finally, you can uh, pull back the curtain a little bit. Where were you when you got the first call to the Motown first team? A fun little story. Yeah, so I remember the, uh, (laughs) it was a, um, I think it was, it was, it was the Thursday night for training and and out of, it was, yeah, it was the Thursday night for training, I think out of nowhere. Um, I was at, we were at training at Berkeley at Snyder Park at Berkeley Heights. And then my phone's always off during training. So I didn't, I didn't have, get any of the messages for it, but, uh, out of nowhere, as we're wrapping up training, Alan comes running over to me and, and tells me, Hey, you got to run over to Central Park. Um, Dave just got hurt and you need to get over there. And without even hesitation, you know, I kept my boots on while driving in the car and I, and I sped over there and I was, uh, I was definitely lucky enough to uh, make it there without any blemishes on my driving report. Um, but yeah, you know, those are, you know, it, it's a little bit of a crazy situation, but those are like those little opportunities that, you know, when they come up, you just gotta, you gotta take it. It's, I think it's really important for, for guys who are looking to join a club like Motown, um, that when things come up, you know, it's, it's the next person in line. You have to be really ready to, to step in. Well, Greg, thanks so much for joining this podcast and you had a great fall season. Hopefully we'll continue to see you with Motown in the future. Yeah, you know, thank thank you again for having me on board. Um, you know, a huge shout out to Sachi, Alan, Dave, and then our owners, Alan or Scott and Dan. You know, they do a really good job running this club. It's a it's really well known throughout the state and an amateur side throughout the country. So, you know, just if you're looking for a club where you, you want opportunities and you're gonna be given opportunities to step up big, you know, FC Motown is, is definitely the, the place to be at. And, you know, I'm really thankful I got to spend the last few months here. And now I'm pleased to be joined by FC Motown U23 center back Mac Nagar. You joined Motown this fall. You were a transfer from Iona to Cornell. Take a little bit of time to introduce yourself to the fans. Hi, guys. Um, happy to be with you. Uh, I'm Mac. I actually started my freshman year at Iona College. 
Um, I used to um, live in England and played there, went to Iona, um, did pretty well there, and actually made it to the NCAA tournament. And then I decided to transfer it to Cornell. And here I am now. So you played at Iona and now Cornell. How did you hear about Motown and what led you to joining Motown for this fall? Yeah, I mean, I actually heard about Motown um, even prior to joining. Um, but Coach Allen reached out to me and um, said that they were basically trying to build a U23 squad um, that would give you exposure to the pro pathway. Um, and they wanted to like basically create a coalition of players that would like cultivate an environment that, that is competitive and um, maybe could take place of the college season, which was canceled for a lot of um, D1 teams. And you obviously tried out at the Open Triad with a lot of these other players. Uh, what were your thoughts of the team after the first couple of practices and the first couple of games? If I'm going to be honest, um, I had low expectations going into it um, just because um, often if you just like try to throw a team together, it's not, it doesn't usually work out, but things panned out amazing. And I think that um, playing with Motown really helped me develop as a player just because I was around um, such a, a great group of hardworking and competitive guys. And looking back on the season now that is done, uh, what would you say was your favorite moment with the team, either work, playing with the teammates or just winning some of the big games that the team did win. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think we had some some pretty crazy moments. We had some great comeback wins, but I think that uh, my favorite moment would probably be the last game, um, securing an undefeated season um, and winning the league um, totally undefeated was definitely a special feeling. So earlier in the podcast, when I introduced to you, you said you transferred to Cornell. I'm a Ithaca College student, so I know that <laughs> Cornell went back to Ithaca this fall, whereas we didn't, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned that you transferred. So how tough was the decision to stay in New Jersey and play with Motown versus going back and maybe getting some practice time, even though you couldn't compete with Cornell? And then my second part to the question is... Uh, what did you think of this experience and how did it really help you grow? And did you think it was worth it? Definitely. Um, for the first part, I was actually supposed to go back to Cornell mid-semester. My team was training and they probably had two thirds of the guys up there. Um, obviously, trainings were pretty um, kind of socially distanced and, and they weren't very team based. Um, whereas with Motown, I knew that I could come to a safe environment and play competitive team-based practices. And I thought that was just best for my development. Um, and my Cornell coach thought so as well. Um, looking back, I think the decision was definitely the right decision. Uh, partly because I was able to, to play games and maintain my game fitness. Um, another part was I was able to meet a bunch of new guys, um, play a lot of minutes, uh, with the first team and, and gain exposure to a, a club where I think I could definitely have a future with. Well, Mac, thanks so much for joining this podcast and congrats on a great fall season. You definitely were one of the really good players for Motown this fall. And it was a pleasure getting to cover every single one of you. 
Yeah, thank you so much, Charlie. It's been a pleasure. Um, go Motown. Hopefully, we'll see you in the future. Yes, sir. I am pleased now to be joined by FC Motown left back and sometimes winger Keon Fazelzarjui. Keon, it's great having you on the podcast. Thanks, Charlie. It's great to be here. So the first question I did want to ask you, how did you hear about Motown and hear about this U23 program? Um, Well, to be honest, I've always kind of knew about FC Motown, you know, because of their U.S. Open Cup games with like Red Bulls. But the U23 team, I found out through one of Coach Allen's players, actually. He kind of sent me the info and I just thought I would try out and see how it's what it's like, and it was a great experience, to be honest. You talk about the great experience, and you were one of the open tryout players for Motown. Most of the players were. What were your thoughts after the first Motown practice? Obviously, a lot of these players playing together for the first time. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I didn't know what to expect at first, but um, after like the first few practices... I thought we kind of started to come together, come together a little bit, and I was actually pretty happy of how it happened. But yeah, at first uh, I couldn't really tell how good we were gonna be, but you know I think we all, the whole team, put in a lot of work. And we came together pretty well. So finally, Keon, your teammates voted you co-player of the year. You shared that award with Ronald Kestelboim. What does it mean to you to have your teammates? have that vote of confidence in you to say that you were one of the best players on the team? Um, To be honest, it means a lot, you know, to have the backing of my teammates, especially with a good squad. You know, I'm really proud to have that achievement with Ronald. And now I am joined by FC Motown co-owner Dan Carrison back on the podcast for the second time, I believe. Uh, It's been a successful Motown U23 program, a lot of wins, undefeated in the EDP, including some wins over the New York Ripples U17s and some top programs in New Jersey as well. I want to ask first, what were your expectations heading into the season? Obviously, this is a program that started with open tryouts. Yeah, Charlie, thanks for having me on. It's good to talk to you again. Um, the expectations going into the season were probably below the uh, minimum Motown standard. We kind of threw this team together at the last minute. And as you noted, we had an open tryout and this wasn't an open tryout to, you know, fill the uh, club's coffers. This was an open tryout to find players. And I remember at the tryout, you know, some of these guys really popped. And I give credit to Alan uh, McClintock, the head coach, and uh, his team at the tryout, including uh, Besmir, because, um, you know, to find a 16-0 and team at an open tryout is, you know, incredible. So, um, you know, absolutely thrilled with the season. Um, the results speak for themselves. But um, not only with the wins and losses, this was a team that really – came together and galvanized um you could see the camaraderie of the uh the guys um you could see growth in their game and i think you know in a terrible you know year for most people um they made the best of it so props to props to the players and to the coaches you talk about the the players and the coaches 
and you mentioned the 16-0 season, which is really good for an open tryout team. You were present at most, if not all, of the Motown U23 games this fall. So what would you say was the thing you enjoyed about most with this team? Yeah, there were a lot of big moments. Um, You know, I remember in one of the first games, and we really didn't have a clue as to what this group was going to do. And I remember uh, Robert Devine Gelling had a through ball that was lofted over him. And I thought for sure that the left winger was going to go in the goal. And he did a flying scorpion kick to to knock the ball out of uh, trouble. And that was like the first moment that I, that I thought that this group had something. Um, there were plenty of moments on the season. I think, you know, the goal on social media against the Rebel U-17 where Emiliano shook off a guy, passed it to Julian, slipped it through with two more passes, and then uh, Sebastian slid one across. I mean, that was a pro-level goal. Um, So that was another favorite. And obviously, you know, Zach Revere and John Murphy had huge goals. La Stella. um, There was a lot of beautiful play. Anes, uh, Aiden. So it's hard to pick one moment, but I would say that Red Bull goal which uh, led to the win was probably the top one. Yeah, definitely one that everyone in Motown will remember for a long time. Beating a really good Red Bull U17 team is from open tryout to beating Red Bull. It's it's always going to be impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Now, to be fair, like we at Motown were pretty big on you know age curve, so. Our guys were a little older, but still for these guys, you know, from an open tryout to take on, you know, the quote unquote, Holy Trinity of New Jersey in Red Bull PDA and St. Benedict's and to go two and one against that team is just absolutely incredible. And it speaks honestly to the talent of the players. You know, there's just in a 90 minute game on a big field. You can't compete with teams that caliber without some quality. Now, getting more into some of the players at the end of season get-together, really, after the the Jackson scrimmage, it was announced that Keon, Fazel Sarjui, and Ronald Kestelboim split the Player of the Year award. Ricky Lastella led the team in scoring, and you mentioned earlier Zach Revere, who came in, made a really good impact. He was the coach's Player of the Year. So you think about those four players, what did they really bring to Motown? And how all four of them played for the Motown first team as well. Yeah, that was a nice byproduct in that this group was talented enough to supplement the first team roster and not only supplement it, but they all thrived when they came up. So um, taking each player individually And I think, as Alan noted, um, with the voting, there were about 11 guys who got votes. And every player on this roster had a big moment during the season. So, you know, I don't want to single anyone out, but um, dealing with those players you mentioned, uh, Kean was in form all season. Great uh, right wing back. When he came up to the first team, he knocked the ball, you know, beautifully with the guys. Um, He brought it every game. La Stella, um, it was nice to kind of see him around, you know, similar talent level. He was the star of his college team, but really didn't have too much support. So he really thrived, you know, getting better service, getting balls in. 
Um, very, very talented player. Uh, Ron had a brilliant season. Um, if I had a vote, I'd still probably would have went with Revere, but um, that's because I'm a little more offensive minded. But uh, Ron not only helped on the offense with, you know, some clutch goals, but he was a rock defensively, brought 10 effort every game um, and really thrived and uh, held down the defense, moved from right back to center back. And then Revere was, you know, he played in the national title game at Georgetown, had an assist, had a goal in the shootout, you know, just a, a crazy good player. Um, huge future ahead. You know, when he came to the first team, he was pumping in goals left and right. So not shocked by his performance, but it was great how well he blended with, you know, a lot of NJ D three guys. And, you know, he realized like, Hey, these guys are good. We talked about it that, you know, New Jersey's got so much talent that's undiscovered and, you know, a high number of them went on this squad. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good group, but as noted, you know, guys like Aiden Dumphy, Skylar Snow, uh, Storms. I'm sorry, um, I can't say enough about our goalies, Greg Irwin, uh, Grant, and um, you know the center backs. We had Esteban and um, Jake Longo play. So it was just a total collective team effort. Um, very, you know, every guy should be proud of their performance. And you actually led me right into my next question. A lot of these players were D3 or are D3. What do you think it says about the talent in New Jersey that you could find some of these D3 players who are really good? Obviously, some fans of Motown already know Motown can develop that D3 talent with with, uh, Joe Fowler, who went on to play with Ripples, too, and is now back at Motown for a little bit. But what do you think about it says about D3 talent and just the the talent in New Jersey that they were able to play as well as they did in the first team? Yes. Um, so Motown has been, you know, very fruitful uh, getting D3, you know, studs, I would say. Um, Fallow was the only D3 guy in the MLS draft pool and had a good season with the Red Bull twos. So that NJAC conference is terrific. Um, you know, a lot of those guys can be playing at Rutgers or other schools, but they're in the NJAC for whatever reason. And then there's undiscovered guys. I mean, some of the guys on this U23 team, you know, once we dug in, did not have much pedigree. But um, they were good players. And that's, you know, New Jersey soccer. There's a lot of different styles, a lot of different communities. Um And, you know, they're all – so we talked about this in management, you know, which players could help the first team, which have the the brightest future. And a lot of these guys had that, you know, one unique offensive skill or the one unique defensive skill or physicality or, or, you know, some other trait. Um, But they may lack the everything that, like, a guy – a high level D one guy will have, but that's, you know, not absolute, you know, some people do slip through the cracks and Motown has made it, you know, basically RMO to, to find these guys because they're, they're extremely talented. 
So as you mentioned, a couple of those players did make some first-team debuts, but I really think that that was due to their good coaching staff getting those players ready to hand them off to Saachiha with the first team. So what did you think of the coaching staff at the U23 level led by Coach Alan McClintock that you mentioned earlier? Alan did a terrific job. Um, You know, after the season, so many players gave him nice notes. And Alan struck the perfect balance between, you know, having these guys tactically ready. He had a very, you know, quick and fast-paced training. But he had a nice temperament with the guys where, hey, we're playing during a COVID season and it's on you guys to make what you make of it. And I think the players responded to that message um, because they all, you know, when guys came into the game, they were came in 100 miles an hour, which is what you want. And, um, you know, there was great attendance, great camaraderie. And I give uh, Alan and the rest of the staff, you know, Coach Dave with the goalkeeping. We had terrific goalkeeping this season. Um, Besmere did a great job helping out and especially finding talent at the tryout. Uh, Coach Rabo was a huge help, you know, a joy to have on the sideline. So collectively, um, this coaching staff, you know, was tremendous. And I think the players enjoyed it. Um, you know, we, you know, Motown, Charlie, wins or we go after wins hard. And, you know, we kind of found that right balance between developing players and still, you know, piling up the wins. So great job by the coaches this year. Yeah, that really is a testament to Coach Allen and that coaching staff on developing players to get the best out of themselves, but also still performing at a high level. Exactly. And my final question for you for this recap of the U23 season, um, as an owner, what is your biggest takeaway from this fall with the U23s? And what do you think about the future of FC Motown having some of these guys become incorporated into the first team? Yeah, so this season was an absolute smashing success. Um, it totally energized ownership. You know, we it's a lot of work to pull off all these games and to, you know, register guys and to deal with, you know, uniforms. But this group was so hungry and loved the game so much that that they really set the club on a good course. And that's not only adding organizational depth because – most of these guys can play on, you know, help out the first team. They all have futures. Um, That's the other unique thing, Charlie, is that the average age for the first team is probably 25.7. So there's the, and this team was probably, I would say about 20. We had some young guys like Emiliano who were 18 and maybe we went up to 22, 23, but these guys have development ahead. Um, You know, Someone like Dumphy, he started the season, you know, a very clean, tidy player, but he ended the season, you know, a ferocious ball winner. And if he carries that on to college, he'll be, you know, a tremendous elite player. So that's something to look out for with these guys. They they can improve their game. They're at a different uh, growth curve. So that's something we're really monitoring. And these guys, you know, I think they liked it and enjoyed it. So they could take that extra step. And as you saw, we, the first team has such a, 
a Rolodex of games that we always, you know, move guys up and move guys down and, you know, give guys chances. I think that keeps the first team guys competing. And I think it gives chances. And these guys thrive when given the chances too, which was great to see. Yeah, well, it's it's great to hear your thoughts about this U23 program. It's been very successful and hopefully we'll continue to see some of these players develop with Motown over the the next few years if they opt to to stay with FC Motown. Thank you so much for for joining the podcast again and hopefully we'll hear more from you in the future about some big things coming up in Motown. Yeah, thanks for having me, Charlie, and thanks for being there all season. I know you helped with the uh, COVID protocol. You did a great job on the games, and it's it's greatly appreciated. And, yeah, we have some uh, big announcements coming up for the club. It should be, you know, one blockbuster one, but we'll keep that under wraps for now. Um, we have Open Cup going forward. Um, and all the guys on this team, we don't know what, how the college season's going to go, but we're working actively to try to, you know, find a home for these guys within the club because, you know, they deserve it and we enjoyed having them. So thanks again. And um, we'll talk soon. Yeah, we definitely will. Thank you. Thank you to everybody for joining me on this special podcast, for taking time out of their days to do those interviews. Head coach Alan McClintock also wanted me to relay a huge thanks to everyone who worked with him on this project, including Mark Robertson, aka Robbo, as the team knows him, Besmir, Dave, and myself, and a thanks to the owners from Coach Allen for their support. I also want to issue my own thanks to the Motown owners, coaching staff, and players, specifically the players you guys were amazing to cover Throughout this fall, in every single one of you, I see some great things coming up in the future. You allowed me to cover your games and practices all fall, and that gave me this great opportunity. Also, I do want to thank the Motown fans and everybody who tuned into a broadcast, podcast, or both for showing me the support throughout this fall. This shows how great the fans at Motown are. I hope you continue to follow this club as the club expands and grows even more i will be back with some big news for the club in the near future but for now everyone please have a safe and happy holidays make sure to subscribe to this podcast to hear all the future episodes and recaps but until next time this has been new trip around the green